Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. You care what the mainstream media says? What's up, family out there? You listening? Coming to you live from Central Wisconsin. Welcome to Uncensored Dave. Good to see you guys out there today. Yeah, I'm running a little late. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, I was trying to, to schedule a, a kind of a last minute interview, and um, I'm going to go ahead and open up the Zoom room in case um, that last minute interview is able to make it. So we'll see if we can get somebody in here. I want to talk about lots to talk about today. I hope you guys had a chance to hang out with uh, Zach and I earlier today, one Eastern uh, tw- uh, noon central. Uh, it was a good show again. It's uh, it's a lot of fun hanging out with Zach, man. And, and uh, we always have uh, a great conversation. So if you guys miss that, Check that out when you guys get time. Uh, Red Pill 78, uh, Occam's Razor today at, at noon uh, central. It was, it, was, it was a lot of fun, man. I like hanging out with Zach, and um, he, like I said, he's uh, <laughs> he's very skilled at what he does. So he just makes it so easy. We can literally just kind of wing it, and uh, it seems to turn out like a, it's a lot of fun to hang out. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you saw that earlier today, if not, check it out when you guys get time. Uh, appreciate you guys all being here today. Uh, everyone over there at the Foxhole app, do me a favor, tell a friend, tell a family member about the Foxhole app. I'm gonna drop a link in there for you guys over there on Twitch and on Rumble. Um, if you guys haven't checked it out, I, I, trust me, it's it's different. But it is if you're looking for where all the original OG Anons hang out and kind of the the behind the scenes of of the the goofiness that is the Anons, it's kind of cool to see uh, into the lives of the people who kind of we all brought together uh, with regards to Q and just kind of just uh, the awakening, you know, just kind of all of us kind of. Uh, at some point, somehow working our ways, uh, you know, crossing paths in life. And so there's a lot of great creators that are live right now. News Time Live, 412 and on, Based Amy, Chill Gaming, Amy Joe God Loves You, Drunk Pinata, uh, Johnny Dangerously is live right now, Sloan TV, WHR Rivero. Uh, let's see who else. Patriot News and Patriot Soapbox. You can catch all of those live over the app. And it's a great way to, if you want to help support streamers, uh, thank you, TAC264, for the, for the can. I appreciate that. Um, you know, uh, platforms like Twitch and and uh, D Live and Rumble, um, they they if you donate uh, to to the streamer, the vast majority of the money goes to the platform. Whereas it's just the opposite on the Foxhole. That's why we appreciate you guys helping to support streamers in alternate media using the Foxhole app because it's the it's the best way that you can help support us. So we appreciate everyone over at the Foxhole app for creating a great app, and we appreciate you guys very much for hanging out today. A great crowd working their way in today. <laughs> On this Thursday afternoon, so we'll get to a uh, last to get to today. For, so I got uh, a full show planned. So we're gonna head to that uh, here pretty quick. But 
some business, if you don't mind, real quick. Check out the, the website when you guys get time. Uncensoredave.com. You can find the podcast, Podbeam, iHeart, Apple, Google, and Spotify. Pick one, anyone. Just search Uncensored Abe. We're going on to episode 283, I believe it is now. Let me see. How many? What, yesterday was episode 283. So today is episode 284 of the podcast. And I think we're on in the range of around 600 shows that I've done uh, through through Soapbox, 5x5, five five, and on my own and with my bro. So it's been a ride. It's been a lot of fun. And those of you who have been here for the ride know it's been a lot of fun. The Telegram at True Social Link are at the very top because that's where you'll find me the most. I'm, I'm on uh, um, Cloud Hub as well as uh, uh, Gab. But for the most, play, most part, I'm on Telegram and True Social for the most. You can watch the show directly from the website. Just click the watch button right there. If you want a cool I Want My News t-shirt, you can grab that in the merch. And if you want to catch the live show every day, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, Cloud Hub, and Tiger Network are where you can find the live stream. YouTube bans us, so be it. Screw them. Uh, I always put the last two shows up on the website as well as uh, you know previous mobile events, uh, Reawaken in Phoenix, uh, live mobile events with Seth, Seth Keschel here in Wisconsin, uh, the Reawaken Reawaken America Dallas. I can't talk today. Uh, but those events. And then the Judy Mikovits interview. If you haven't seen that, trust me, you're going to want to see that and spread that far and wide. Help keep the lights on with Cash App, PayPal, and Patreon. Thank you for all the Patreons that are out there. I finally got all of my finances figured out on that front. So, phew, man, what a pain in the ass. I had them on a different account. Now I got everything linked to a business account uh, to make it easier for the IRS and the rest. So there you go. Uh, my pillow has now decided for some ungodly reason, or actually godly reason, I should say, uh, very godly reason to, to lift up alternative streamers like myself. And they are, have become a sponsor for the, for uncensored Abe. So do me a favor, go to mypillow.com backslash Abe and use discount code Abe. You'll get a great discount. You'll get a free gift and, uh, you can get yourself some, some sweet slippers. They have this, those on sale right now. Everyone has, that has bought those slippers have said they absolutely love them. Buy one, get one free pillows, Bed sheets, my pillows, uh, go anywhere, my pillows, and towel sets. Everybody needs towels. Grab yourself a set of towels. Use discount code Abe. You can help support the show, and you can get yourself some great stuff. And uh, you know, like I said, it's it's the only way that we can help keep the lights on. Unfortunately, it's come to a point where, in order for us for, for us to in the alternative media to battle uh, the garbage that's put out there every day by the mainstream media, we need your support, and we appreciate everything you guys do. So check out the website when you get time. You can click it directly from the website. Just click the link right there, and it'll bring you to mypillow.com backslash. Abe. Check out the workout coffee, uh, the Lion of Judah. There's a, a art. There's some artwork on there within our grasp. Another luxury print, and then the Omen Collection Declaration of the Constitution. I think I'm gonna grab myself one of those one of these days here in the near future. Loungewear, sleepwear, electrolytes, body pillows, everything that you need is at mypillow.com/backslash Abe. So check out the website when you guys get time. We appreciate your support and thank you for helping supporting alternative streamers like myself. Without you guys, we can't do this. I can't say it enough. I appreciate you guys very much. I, I'm not. I'm not a person that's, uh, that likes to beg for money. We appreciate you guys very much. If you get, if you can't help support financially, just help share the links. Facebook, True Social, Gab links are at the very bottom. My email address if you want to get a hold of me, as well as the P.O. Box if you want to send me something. So that's how you can help support the streamer. And I appreciate you guys very much for joining today. Much love to you all. TAC264, appreciate that very much. Mag Suno. Starface in the house, Willie Fix It. Gail, God bless you. Good to see you out there. Hope all is well. Thank you for joining us here today. Knock my socks off. Skeeter Burke's in the house. Good to see you out there. Rivero's a great show. I have not had a chance to, to watch some of the new streamers. Obviously, you know, during the, during the day, uh, it's all preps. Thursdays is is a wild day because you do a show with uh, Zach, and that's, you know, prep work before and then the show and then dialing back a little bit after and then back into digging again. So Thursdays is a long day for me, but it's 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 so worth it. It's, it's, it's great to be here with you guys. That's the 
best part. Bitch Toria, thank you from Wisconsin for being here. God bless you guys. Hello from Portland, Indiana, Nana. God bless you. Thank you for joining us here today. Um, Mag Suno just bought those comfy slippers, and they are comfy. See, if you have, if you're not very comfy, you know, if you're if you're not feeling a little bit uh, worried about what the future is, just get yourself some slippers. You'll give me nice and comfy. It's like just like that. <laughs> Cozy bear. Thank you for the cookie. Asquatch, much love. Thanks for being here today. Is it all caps? A B E uh, either or. You can just use A, but it's the only one that has uh, Abe out there. Skeeterberg, thank you for joining us today. So I have a my pillow and a whoopee cushion. Uh, I'd rather have a my pillow to a whoopee cushion. I have a my pillow and on the my pillow topper because we bought a firm bed and it was too firm. Uh, so we got a topper and it, that topper, I'll tell you what, that changes everything. It's so comfortable at night. Uh, I really appreciate the topper. Henry forty five seventy in the house, knocking my socks off. Says something wrong in my Facebook. All of a sudden, won't let me enter a comment. Uh, I've been noticing a lot of uh, censorship happening over on Facebook. Can I'm guessing they're probably going to step that up a notch now going into you know going into the summer here. So so stand by for that. You know the more censorship's coming, the battle is still is still uh, hot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, over there on Rumble, a great crowd working their way here today. Do me a favor, hit that plus button on Rumble. Thanks for joining us here today. Um, Ilda the Hun, Chris, thank you for dropping all the links. Pelidius, thank you for dropping the links and the mods. All, I appreciate you guys very much. Much love. Ilda the Hun, we forgive you. I appreciate it. Hank1964, we don't need excuses. Let's get to it. Let's get to it here. I know. I know, right? I'm already I'm already 15 minutes into the show. Thanks for guys for hanging out. Just Mojo, much love to you. Good to see you out there. Hope all is well. And everyone else out there lurking on the Foxhole and Tour3.com Tiger Network. Thanks for being here today, guys. Great crowd working their way in over there. Ouch on Twitch as I kick the freaking desk. That always feels good. Uh, truth is the light. Much love to you. Thank you for being here today. God bless you. DJ, Dr. J Blazer and uh, Catbird Girl, comfy, comfortably, comfortably numb, Freedom Train, and the rest of you guys out there. Why, you want some slippers? Come on, get some slippers. They're awesome. You check them out. Trust me. Everyone says out there that they're they're really cool for around the house style stuff. So there you go. Wanted to jump over here and maybe uh, keep up with chat. First time on the Foxhole, uh, sending you love from the Fondy Lack. Hey, thanks for being here. I'm, I'm, uh, not far from you on the north side of the lake, actually. So thanks for being here today, guy. Patriot Drummer, much love to you. Thanks for joining us here today. Sacramento, California, Stan. Oh, man. You guys, I feel bad for you guys. I had to get the hell out of Illinois because it, it just wears you down. You know what I'm saying? Living in a state like California or Illinois or, or you know Portland, uh, Oregon, uh, that shit just wears you down. And it's a whole different world up here in Wisconsin. And the people up here are, are just so much different because they don't live in that life of like oppression. It's like you, when you live in places like Illinois, your every day is like just wears you down because it's like you know you can't get ahead doing everything. Everything's a pain in the ass. The roads suck. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the government sucks, and uh, everything is just it's just different, man. Uh, over here in Wisconsin, the whole world is definitely different. So thanks for being here, RP Four L. We're just getting ready to kick it, kick it off today. I got lots to get to today, so just kind of saying my hellos to everyone out there today. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate you guys. West Tennessee, ah, man, I love West Tennessee. Uh, that's one of the places that uh, we were considering moving to, actually. Either that or East Tennessee, but man, it's Tennessee has gotten to be a little more expensive than it used to be. It's uh, compared to here in Wisconsin, I got to deal with a little more winter, but um, I, it's a different world, again. like I said, definitely, than Illinois. Still bads in the house as well. All right, what do we have today? We got some awesome videos from all the different stuff that's out there today with regards to January 6th. So we're going to be January 6th kind of heavy uh, at the first half of the show. 
Uh, Julie Kelly had an interview yesterday that I wanted to show you guys. It's about 15 minutes long from the war room, but I love Julie Kelly. I really appreciate her voice, and every chance I get it to listen to her, I want to listen to her. So for, for my own selfish benefit, we're going to watch that whole interview yesterday with Julie Kelly, so I want to see that. Uh, we're going to get a little bit into about uh, Justice Kavanaugh and that stuff. Uh, there's uh, some other interesting news out there with regards to the, uh, Roe versus Wade and stuff like that, so we'll get to that. Uh, there's some other just kind of interesting news out there in general, so Without further ado, what do you say we just hop straight to it instead of me babbling over here? That's, that's usually what I end up doing before I realize, uh, hey, um, people are sitting here waiting for you to uh, bring the news. You want to go ahead and hop right to that? Uh, so without further ado, let's do that. Uh, let me get a sip of tea and we'll hop to it. The first thing I want to get to today is Captain Seth Keschel has a summary of top 10 veteran lessons for every day, an epilogue, and the topic is leadership. And I want to, um, I always appreciated uh, Captain Keschel's perspective and his leadership in this difficult time uh, without people like him stepping up and doing what he's doing and, you know, doing whatever he can do to help spread the word about the truth about what happened in 2020. Uh, we're all kind of like just staring at each other like, is somebody going to do anything or what are we going to do here? You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate Captain Keschel's leadership and his perspective. So we're going to kick it off with that. So let me get a sip of tea uh, and clear my throat, and then we'll start there. Stand by. Yeah, it's 9 o'clock at 8 o'clock Eastern. They're supposed to have um, the hearing tonight. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to watch it. I, it's just going to be a giant spun narrative, but I kind of want to see it because then I can't really comment on it. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't want to, I don't really want to ruin my night with Nancy Pelosi running her freaking mouth. You know what I'm saying? So I can't decide if I'm going to watch it or not yet, but we'll see. Uh, Phantom F4 fighting the fight. We win new rules. <laughs> Good to see you. Full metal alchemist. God bless you. All right. So without further ado, Captain Keschel's 10 veteran lessons for every day and epilogue. I have completed the first edition of 10 Veteran Lessons for Every Day and hope that it blesses you and those you influence. The lessons we learned in peacetime settings and wartime settings through good fortune and through hard lessons, they were drawn from good people I respect, leaders I admire, and from poor leaders from whom I also received valuable lessons of what not to do in life and when in critical positions of leadership or influence. These lessons are bulletproof. They edify good leaders, turning them into great ones and strengthen those who are still learning the ropes and maturing. However, they are of little use if only read and not adhered to. Without further ado, here are the 10 veteran lessons that one should live their life by. Number one, know your worth. Um, and I think, uh, you know, that's an interesting place to start. Um, you know, uh, Captain Keschel has a, has an article for each one of these. And, you know, to summarize them, he's going to be bringing these uh, into the future of uh, audio books and I think things like that. So I look forward to, to Captain Keschel's uh, where he moves on with this. Stay in your lane, number two. Keep the right perspective, number three. The best officers go to the sounds of guns, number four. Number five is achieve technical excellence. Number six, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good. That's interesting. That's an interesting lesson for sure. Leaders create solutions. Uh, number uh, seven or number eight, delegate effectively. And then number nine, rebuke in private, praise in public, one that's gone missing in our world these days. 
Uh, that is for sure. Complete lack of respect around all over the place. Number 10, great leaders go the extra mile. Spread these lessons far and wide. They are integral to the future of freedom-loving societies and are timeless in nature. We will overcome all obstacles if we develop leaders who can create new leaders by the way they yield moral authority. Be on the lookout for the audio version of these lessons. There you go. So let me get that out there to you guys. Uh, Captain Keschel has uh, summarized his 10 uh, veteran lessons, and it's uh, something that's on my list of uh, things to read when I get time, (laughs) which I keep wondering if I'm ever going to have time to, you know, read and spend time watching the things I want to watch. Life gets pretty hectic, but uh, hey, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? So let me get this out there. And Just Mojo said you're gonna you're gonna watch that tonight. I I think I probably will too. I'm just uh, I'm gonna have to take a blood pressure right after the show today. <laughs> I think that's where I'm gonna go with it. Uh, I haven't taken one in a while because I've been uh, really managing my blood pressure really well. But tonight I don't think I'm gonna be able to control it. So there you go, unscented, <laughs> right? All right, so there you go. Here we go. There's uh, t- J.R. Marjuski. If you guys haven't heard, I, me- I meant to uh, to highlight this. God bless him. Trump endorsing J.R. Majewski for Congress in Ohio. Uh, this was on, uh, I think, yesterday is when it dropped or the day before. So Sunday is when President Donald Trump endorsed J.R. Majewski and called him a fantastic congressman in his race against Democrat Marcy Kaptur, uh to take Ohio's 9th district slated for the general election in November. So congratulations to J.R. Majewski on getting the coveted Donald Trump endorsement. He will be a great congressman, and I'm gonna, we're going to catch up with him getting closer to the elections here. I'm, I'm kind of getting through summer here, and then once the elections get close, we'll try to bring some more of these people on. So, congratulations to my friend and the patriot J.R. Majewski. God bless him. Give him a shout out when you guys get a chance to tell him congratulations. Uh, Robbie Starbuck, uh, real quick before we get to the January 6th stuff. Uh, this is an interesting story from uh, Wendy Strauss uh, Mahoney in Uncovered DC. This is an important uh, case that is going to be interesting going forward. Hang up a heavy bag. That's probably a good idea, Henry 470. Put the guns away. Don't don't clean my guns while I'm watching it. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about doing. I'm like, oh, the handguns could use a little wipe down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, who cares news? Home again. Home again. Congratulations. I hope you had a great trip. Uh, thank you for being here. Who cares news? And thank you for the gold pills. God bless you. What's good, Vader? Good to see you. Carrie Lake, I appreciated the lengthy, lengthy note from JR from Trump. Yeah, I thought so too, Carrie. I thought that was very nice of him uh, to take the time to write a very nice uh, thing about JR for sure. All right. On June 7th, Robbie Starbucks legal team answered the Tennessee Republican Party's June 7th appeal of the June 3rd ruling by the Chancery uh, Court Judge Russell Perkins ordering Starbucks to be restored to the August 4th primary ballot. Their appeal requested in part that the Supreme Court assume jurisdiction over the case on Wednesday, the state intervened, sending the case to the Tennessee Supreme Court for expedited review because of the upcoming ballot scheduling deadlines. Secretary of State Trey Hargett and Mark Goins, coordinator of election for the state of Tennessee, are now petitioners in the case. Robbie Starbucks said this on the 7th, just got off the phone with my lawyer. Tennessee GOP not only appealed the case that I won to return to the ballot, but after we replied dismantling over the appeal to after we replied dismantling the appeal today, they have just filed a motion for the Tennessee Supreme Court to take over the case. Why don't they trust voters to decide this election? That's a great point by Robbie. I just want to to fight for our voters here in Tennessee. Why are a few people at the party going through such lengths to not allow the voters to decide this election? State court ruled in our 
our favor. It is illegal to remove me. The people are the Republican Party. Let them vote. The responding brief from Starbucks lawyers, most prominent argument reiterates the unlawful actions on the part of the TRP concerning the Tennessee Open Meetings Act. Highlighted by Judge Perkins in his ruling on, on June 3rd, Starbucks lawyers contend that Perkins' decision was a straightforward application of Tennessee statutes. That is pretty interesting. Hey, Joe Lang, God bless you. Does the Republican Party have to follow the law? That is a fundamental question in this case. Uh, Hargan and Goins, in their petition for the writ of century, argued that Perkins' ruling was without authority to enjoin them to restore, or to restore Starbucks to the ballot because they were not named initially as parties who were served in the process in accordance with the Chancery Court case, whatever. The state also puts forward several other objections to Starbucks' arguments, um, and the state also argues that Perkins did not issue any injunctions against the defendants. Petitioners believe the Supreme Court is the best remedy to determine whether the Chancery Court exceeds its jurisdiction in its, do- in its ruling. So we'll keep an eye on this. Um, this is just as today. That's the latest as of today with Robbie Starbucks case. You see that happening. You see what's happening, you know, to Donna Brandenburg in Michigan. And as we talk about who they pick to to uh, to run in their little clown show, they don't like it when people outside the box are, are not able to be controlled, are on the ballot box, and they do what they can to stop it. I've seen that happen before, and um, uh, it'll probably continue to happen. So we'll keep an eye on that case with Robbie Starbuck. All right, this, we, got, we covered this yesterday, uh, the day before. Uh, we read this out, and it's a discussion about the Department of Homeland Security um, uh, violating the First Amendment rights of uh, citizens. This is uh, a letter from uh, Chuck Grassley uh, and Josh Hawley to explain how the uh, Ministry of Defense or of disinformation, uh, what they plan to do with it and, and so forth and so on. Um, I want to, let's see, I think I have this in order. Let me check here. Um, no, that's the uh, other one. Where's, uh, let's see. Speaker Pelosi's January 6th. So, yeah, this is. I thought I had one more thing in here that I wanted to cover on this. Where'd it go? I don't have it. All right. Um, so that goes to Josh Holly. All right. So let me just go back to this. Let me let me summarize this because this is interesting. It's worth hearing the the summer the summary of what they're talking about here. So check this out. In order us for us to better understand the role of the DGB and the and the DHS's efforts to counter disinformation, we ask that you respond to the following no later than June twenty first, twenty twenty two. Has Department of Homeland Security at any point? In time, asked or suggested to Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, or any other social media executives that they should censor, flag, add context to, or remove any social media posts that it believes to be disinformation. Hmm. Has DHS at any point in time asked or suggested to Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, or any other social media executives that they suspend or ban the accounts of individuals believed to be promoting information it believes to be disinformation? Please provide all documents, including all written and electronic communications, memoranda, and organizational documents related to the DGB from the point that DHS first considered establishing a DGB until the president. To the present, uh, please provide all documents, including all written and electronic communications and memoranda related to Nina Jankowicz's selection as the executive director of the DGB. Please explain why, in your public statements and testimony before Congress, you have not fully explained the key role that DGB was designed to play in coordinating among DHS components and engaging the assistance of the private sector. 
Uh, let's see. Number six out of 10. Please explain how the DHS defines MDM and how DHS decides whether a given news story or other piece of information fits its definition of MDM. Please identify who exactly is ultimately responsible for making this determination. Great freaking question. Please explain the criteria DHS uses when deciding whether to spend taxpayer resources addressing a particular news item or narrative that it is classified as Disinformation. Please describe all safeguards the Department of Homeland Security has put in place to ensure its efforts to counter the spread of disinformation does not infringe on Americans' constitutional rights to free speech. Did DHS Undersecretary for Office of Strategy, Policy, and Plans Robert Silvers Meet with Twitter executives on April 28, 2022. If so, please provide a summary of the topics discussed during this meeting. <laughs> please define what DHS means by the phrase operationalizing public-private partnerships. Thank you for your prop attention to this matter. Sincerely, Chuck Grassley and Josh Hawley. The reason why operationalizing public-private partnerships is important is because that is the implementation of the Great Reset that everyone has been talking about and trying to raise awareness about, but nonetheless, nobody seems to want to talk about. And that is why we are, during this time right now, having this fun that we have, so to speak, in this world. Thanks for drop, dropping that link out there, Sam. Appreciate that. So that's the foundation of this. Very interesting. Operationalizing public-to-private partnerships is, again, the, the foundation of the... Uh, the thing that doesn't exist, like there's no such thing as like the new world order and like a deep state cooperating to take over the world. There's like no such thing as that. Anyways, that's what that is. Public private partnerships. No such thing. No, no, no. All right. Keeping it moving today. Canica the Great has some great stuff that you guys need to see. Let's start here with Josh Hawley. Coordination, planned coordination by the disinformation. There's also information in these documents about attempted coordination, planned coordination by the disinformation board with the big tech monopolies. There are meeting notes here, proposed plans of actions for members of the disinformation board, members of the administration to meet with big tech executives to discuss sharing information about disinformation and tracking analytics of American citizens who are using the big tech's the big tech companies' platforms and engaging in so-called misinformation. This is a big tech administration alliance to track speech. It's here in the documents. Now, I asked Secretary Mayorkas if there had been any contact with the big tech companies. He said he wasn't aware of any. I sent a letter following his testimony to Secretary Mayorkas, putting this question to him directly. And interestingly, the department's Draft responses to my letter are also in these documents. Now, I'll say for the record, he has not yet, the department has not yet officially responded, but their draft responses are here in the whistleblower documents, and they continue the misleading half-truths. They continue in those documents to characterize this as a working group, false. They say, I say, has the DHS conferred with any private social media company in the operation of this board? They repeat the idea that the, that the board is merely an internal working group, and then they say the creation of the board, the creation of the board was not discussed with any external entities. That's because we now know that they were discussing the operation of the board with big tech companies. They were seeking to partner and get analytics 
on law-abiding Americans. Very interesting stuff happening in D.C. with regards to, you know, where they're trying to take us. You know what I mean? It's all being exposed for the public to see. Canica the Great also had to, oh, I did have that lined up. See, I th- I told you I had that ready to go. <laughs> all right. Uh, Canica the Great also has this. Okay, that's the third time it's in here. I knew I had it in here somewhere. Um, is it this one? I keep clicking the same damn thing and it keeps reopening. All right. Is it this one? Yes. Okay. Now, done, done, this. Uh, Senator Jim Banks, who was involved in January Here are 6th? the questions that you should be demanding answers from, from the select committee members as well. First of all, How is it possible that the Capitol Police, we now know, was half-staffed because of COVID on January 6th? Second, why were our officers under-equipped on that day? Why were some officers forced to face down a riot without helmets or expired equipment? Why were the Capitol Police officers never trained to handle a riot, even after all of the riots that were ongoing in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital in the summer of 2020? Did Speaker Pelosi communicate with the House Sergeant at Arms on January 6th or in the days leading up to the riot? Great question. Why didn't the Capitol Police's intelligence unit raise the alarm about potential violence when they had intelligence going back weeks before January 6th that told them that something was going to happen? Yes, they did. Why did the FBI deploy commandos to Quantico on January 3rd with shoot-to-kill authority but fail to send the United States Capitol Police, a single threat assessment or intelligence bulletin. Was Speaker Pelosi involved in the decision to delay National Guard assistance on January 6th? Yes. Those are serious and real questions that this committee committee refuses to even ask. Speaker Pelosi doesn't want to answer those questions because she knows that the answers to those questions leave a trail of breadcrumbs right back to her office underscoring her negligence, her lack of leadership as the Speaker of the House. Those are serious questions that we will continue to dig into. Our report will be coming and it will be finished in the weeks to come, and we will present to you serious issues and recommendations of what Congress and the next Speaker of the House can do to provide better leadership and secure the United States Capitol so that something like January 6th never happens again. With that, thank you. I yield to Whip Scalise. Very interesting. That is the summary that I really wanted to hear, and that's really what's going to happen going into the future. So, again, they're in a fight for their lives. Uh, so the news is fake. The war is real. We got a battle ahead of us, guys. Uh, buckle up. Get ready. Um, it's going to be an, uh, an information war like you've never seen before. Dr. Hoffman, thank you for the can. Pelosi is behind all of it. Indeed, she is. That's what I told the FBI when they came to my house. Go ask Nancy Pelosi. You'll find all the answers you need. Doug is my. Thank you for the cookie. Who cares news? Much love to you. Appreciate you. Good, good to see that you're back home. Sean Joe, Asquatch, Cozy Bear, Patriot Teresa. Thank you. J- Drunk Pinata in the house. He's going to cover it tonight on the Foxwood app. Watch him. Check him out tonight over on the Foxwood app, and, and uh, he'll be covering the uh, the clown show that is DC uh, tonight. So have, good. Have some fun with that, uh, Drunk Pinata. I know you'll do a great job. 
uh, getting that covered. So check Drunk Pinata out tonight when you guys get a chance. If you want something to watch uh, while you're watching uh, the disaster that is the clown show, uh, Majority Taylor Green had comments that I wanted to hear too. I haven't had a chance to listen to this yet. So I would like to recognize a gentle lady from Georgia, Miss Taylor Green. Thank you, Scott, and I, I really appreciate you bringing up these very important details that I highly doubt we will hear anything about from the January 6th committee. You know, there's some very interesting facts that came out uh, today, as a matter of fact, reporting on the failure of this chamber, this Capitol, to be secured. And I want to tell you something. On January 6th, I was a brand new member of, com of Congress. And I want you to know, I thought... How many thought, days had you been here, Representative Green? Uh, January 3rd was my first day on the job. So you've been here three days. That's right, okay. three days. All right. And I looked at the Capitol and thought this was the most secure building that I could possibly be in, in, at least in this city, possibly in the country, because it's our nation's capital. And tragically, tragically, we found out it was not. And I was shocked by that. What, what amazes me is the overwhelming amount of evidence that the National Guard was requested to be here, and it was continuously turned down. And the biggest shocker to me is that there's three people, three people that turned it down. It was Chuck Schumer in the Senate, Nancy Pelosi in the House, and Mayor Muriel Bowser. If I could interject for just a moment, who's in charge of security here in the House of Representatives? The sergeant in arms, and that and, would be Nancy by, Pelosi. Right. Nancy Pelosi. The speaker. The speaker of the House oh. is the one in charge of the House sergeant at arms. And that, the House sergeant at arms and the Senate sergeant in arms turned down the request for the National Guard to keep all of us safe from the threats that they knew existed. Are we going to find out if they got ordered to do that by the speaker or by the leader in the Senate? When Are we going to find that out tonight? No, we will not hear that from the January 6th committee that has spent <laughs> millions of taxpayer dollars supposedly investigating January 6th. I doubt, high, highly doubt we will hear that. But I want you to know that when we take back majority, these will be, be the investigations that we take on. Now, I want you to know some other things that really bother me as we've spoken about the, the failure and absolutely purposeful refusal to protect this Capitol by... Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, Chuck Schumer, and Mayor Muriel Bowser. These are, these are the failures. They did it on purpose. There's other things I, I don't think we'll hear about tonight, and I want to remind everyone. Number one, we still do not know who the pipe bomber is. Who is the person? There are videos everywhere. It's what all over bomb? the FBI website. There was website, no pipe bomb. But we don't hear that coming out consistently from the January 6th committee. You know what else we don't hear enough about? We do not understand... What is happening to the over 800 people who have been arrested and charged for the events on January 6th? We don't know what is happening to them, and there are dozens of them right here in this city wasting away in the D.C. jail, being treated like political prisoners of war. And you know what? This is before they have been convicted of anything. They are there pre-trial, and no one cares about them. No one on this January 6th committee dares to ask a question what is happening to these people and why their due process rights are being so fragrantly and horrifically violated pre-trial. Pre-trial, they are sitting in that jail. Do you know they have begged, begged to go to Guantanamo Bay because they think terrorists are treated better than they are treated there. 
but no one cares about them. These people have been arrested and charged and they're wasting in jail. You want to know something else that we're not probably not going to hear about? What about the fact that there's a man named Ray Epps? Do you know who's not in the D.C. jail? Ray Epps. <laughs> Ray Epps is not in the D.C. jail. And I know because I went in the D.C. jail. I did not see him there. He also is on video over and over again telling people to go in the Capitol. Well, I'm sure we'll hear about Ray Epps this evening. I don't think we're going to hear about Ray Epps. I don't think so. I don't think he's on the witness list. You know who else we probably won't hear about? The man on the scaffolding, the so-called scaffolding commander that, that told the crowd, told them, sent them, gave them orders to go in the Capitol, storm the Capitol. I haven't heard any, I haven't heard about him being questioned. Have you? No, I have not. No. You want to know something else? Here's a woman we don't hear anything about. A woman named Roseanne Boylan that was trampled in the tunnel, trampled to death. We never hear anything about this woman. She died in the tunnel of this Capitol. And I saw the video myself when I was in the DC jail from one of the people being held there, pre-trial, by the way, of her body being drug across the floor, being drug across the floor, and then it was taken somewhere else. Do you know what happened when they were dragging her body away? They pulled her away from someone that was giving her CPR. She was pulled away from life-saving CPR. Why did that happen? Are we going to hear about that from the committee tonight? I doubt it. They don't care about Roseanne Boylan. Here's, here's my major issue. We are representatives of the people of the United States of America, and all I hear from everyone in this body is all they care about is themselves. The American people are suffering from so many things happening from the decisions of this body. But the people in this body and the people on that committee don't care about Roseanne Boylan from Georgia, by the way. They don't care about her family. They don't care about justice for them. They don't care about anything else but, oh, what happened to us on January 6th? Well, what happened to the American cities in 2020 that were burned and looted and destroyed? because of BLM violence. Nothing. All that money raised on Act Blue for BLM, it went in their pockets. No one paid to rebuild, rebuild those communities. Not at all. You know what else we probably won't hear about? Is Michael Byrd, who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt right out there. We don't hear about his reckless record of guns, which is all we've talked about all weekend here. We aren't hearing about that. Why aren't we hearing about that record? Why? Why is it he standing trial? He's not. He just gets to get away with it. Did you know, and it's on video, I bet you we won't see this video, but I've seen it and it's out there. Did you know Ashley Babbitt was trying to stop people from breaking in? That is on video. I've watched it over and over. She was trying to stop people from breaking in, and then she was shot and killed. Yes, yes a lot happened on January 6th, and here's my question. You know what else? And the American taxpayer pay, taxpayers pay for this. There's surveillance cameras all over this building. If we really want to know the truth about January 6th, it's real easy. All we have to do is release the video footage and everyone can see for themselves what exactly happened. And I think the American people deserve that. While they have to watch and go through this big cinematic production tonight and carrying on for weeks and weeks and weeks, and the American people pay for it, by the way, 
The American people deserve to see all, all the video surveillance, not just the little cut and pasted pieces that the January 6th committee is going to show tonight. And most of all, I want to finish with this. There is something terrible happening in this process, and it's called defamation of character. The president, the 45th president of the United States character is being defamed and all of his staff and his family and all Republicans, everyone's reputation is being defamed as lies are being told about all of us and President Trump just for politics. And it makes me sick. It absolutely disgusts me. If we're supposed to represent the American people and we're supposed to do a good job and, and uphold this place with honor and keep its reputation good for the people we serve, then we should be truthful. But what's about to happen tonight is not going to be truthful. It's going to be a political narrative and it's all for politics and it is sickening. And with that, I'll yield back my time. Some absolute fire from MTG. <laughs> Those, my friends, are the questions that should be asked. Those are the things that should be talked about. The lives lost, killed by, by Capitol Police. Everybody who died that day died because of the actions of the Capitol Police. Will that story ever be told? It's been told here on this channel every chance we get. Do me a favor. If you're on Truth or wherever you are, Canico the Great has that out there for everyone to see. Share that far and wide. Let everyone see what's really happening in this world. I got another one for you. Another video you won't see with regards to January 6th. And one of the things that we learned as part of what we were doing there um, was try to learn about what Antifa was doing. And we found that there was something very interesting that was planned. This. These are Antifa protesters that are changing clothes from Antifa black into MAGA red. Delete that. How about no? How about we put you on blast? How's that sound? Let's see, what do we have here? Two young white, that may be female. It's hard to tell. Nope, they're two, they're two men, they're two boys. That's the best I got. Um, there is other video out there of this in the hands of the people that need it. So just so you're aware of that, uh, that's that's the absolute truth. And um, those of you that choose to want to see that a little bit more, maybe dig into that a little bit more. Um, that's just one example, by the way, of many. Um, of course, you, have, you remember, uh, let me just go to my true social. It's, it's here somewhere. Um, huh, <laughs> man, my, that, my true social has been blowing up. I've been working hard on it to try to get, uh, to try to expand the audience. We got 9,000 followers for, for our, uh, 
our little podcast over here that we've been working on as a team here for, for four years. God bless you guys. Uh, there's this. This is a known Antifa member who paid, was paid $70,000 for his Capitol riot video of January 6th. The FBI says they have no proof Antifa, Antifa members dressed up as Trump supporters and caused the Capitol riot on January 6th. Well, there's John Sullivan. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> grab that link, grab that meme and send that shit far and wide. Uh, there's that. All right. Uh, Julie Kelly has 15, how long is this? 13 minutes with uh, with um, Steve Bannon yesterday. And you guys know I love and respect Julie Kelly deeply. Every chance she has a new article out there, we cover it. And we've been doing that from the beginning. And she has been just absolutely on fire. I uh, want to finish off the first hour with this 13 minutes uh, with um, Julie Kelly. I want to hear what she has to say because she has been one of the very few reporters out there that have uh, – decided as I have with this platform to to expose as much of the truth about what happened on January 6th as possible. I feel like we have done an effective job with the help of Julie Kelly. And so without further ado, 13 minutes with Julie Kelly on uh, War Room yesterday. How about some volume? That'd be cool. They, they've talked. They've talked certain broadcasters to show this. Right. And these guys are so hungry for profits right now. Is it correct? I've, I saw last night. Are there only two witnesses, or is that just the first two they're announcing? For, and I'm saying for opening night, because remember, folks, it's going to be prime time tomorrow night, but it's it's going to be the afternoon. I think it's like Monday. Stand by one. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Which link did you want, my friend? Um, sorry, I go. I was going through like ten different links. Uh, the Canica, the MTG one, or did you want the uh, the link to the the meme? I'm going to take a guess it's the meme because I think I shared the other one. Here's the link to the meme. Let me know if that's not the one you want. Uh, I'll get the other one for you after this is over. Monday afternoon or two. They're going back to afternoons, and they're not coming back for another prime time until the end of June. I don't know why they're not doing it one night after a row, but, Julie, I saw last night Kyle Cheney at Politico tweeted out, and the only two witnesses they had were uh, one of the D.C. police officers, the co- who's already testified, I think, and this filmmaker who's kind of, I guess, got some Proud Boy footage from the garage or something. I don't know. Is that your understanding? Is that the only two they've announced? Kind of curious about that. There's <laughs> there's some answers that I'm going to probably get that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just. um, Yeah. Uh, the, what did I do with it? Where did it go? Where did the, uh, Antifa one go? I just freaking had it. Uh, I think I retruthed it. Hold on. Let me grab it for you. Here it is. Here's the, here's the Antifa. Now, if you want, do a search, you'll be able to find Antifa on January 6th. If you go to the right platform, I think BitChute has a bunch of them, a couple other places. There's other footage out there. Um, and I can, if, if there's any of uh, anyone that knows what I'm talking about, if you can get that to me um, some way, somehow, uh, right now, um, I'll play it. Um, but I know there's other footage out there as well. All right, let me let me finish with Julie Kelly, then we'll do that after, after this. They announce more. 
That's my understanding. I think the purpose really of tomorrow, and they've got this glitzy production, you know, they've hired this former ABC uh, producer, television producer to put together a real jazzy, I think over dramatic, I'm sure a lot of the clips that we've already seen over and over um, for tomorrow night. Um, but I think what is the purpose of tomorrow night, Steve, is really to tie the Proud Boys to Donald Trump and tie this all together, the indictments that were announced Monday by the D.C. U.S. Attorney, um, Proud Boys who were charged with the very rare crime of seditious conspiracy. So that announcement, that indictment was announced to be timed with this hearing on Thursday where they are going to accuse the Proud Boys of plotting ahead of time, conspiring to attack the Capitol, overthrow democracy, whatever that means, and that they were doing it at the behest hold of it, Donald Trump. Hold it. So I hold, think that's hold it, the hang it. Hold, hold. Just real quick, Drunk Piano, whoever else is out there. Um, Stewart said they had him by the balls. So just want to let you guys know that. There was many people that were aware of that at, at before this all happened, just so you're all aware. Oh, ho, 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 slow down, slow down. So I got to, you're telling me that this kind of ragtag group, and we had Michael Yon would go out to Portland when they're burning down Portland, Seattle, and you had the Proud Boys out there. It's kind of a beer drinking society. I don't even know what it is. I mean, it's a bunch of guys that, you know, everybody wants to be like a warrior, right? They're, I don't know what they're doing, right? Are you telling me, hold on, hang on. Are you telling me that broadcast television, is giving up hours of broadcast TV time. And the case they're going to make is the Proud Boys and Donald Trump. Is that your theory of the case? That is my understanding of what tomorrow will be. But look, see, this is how they're going to build justification to ultimately charge Donald Trump with either conspiracy or obstruction of an official proceeding or both of those charges. So the way that this is going to happen, and you're right, the Proud Boys are not a militia. What militia brings no weapons to a building filled with lawmakers to overthrow the seat of government? None of them face weapon charges. None of them face assault charges. Um, in fact, the head of it, Enrique Terrio, oddly, was arrested uh, for burning a BLM flag a couple months beforehand. He was arrested in D.C. He wasn't even at the Capitol on January 6th. But, Steve, this goes back to the September 2020 debate with Joe Biden, where Joe Biden and Chris Wallace ambushed Donald Trump, demanding that he denounce these alleged militia groups, including the Proud Boys. So you will recall when he said, you know, stand back, stand by Proud Boys. Um, and that is going to be, that has been twisted, just like the Charlottesville comments, just basically like anything Donald Trump says. They're going to play that clip. They're going to say hold, that hold. he incited this but violence. I, yeah, I got, I got all that. But that's not, I mean, this is not serious. If that, you're, t- are you telling me this whole build up, Jamie Raskin, little Jamie, and all this stuff that's supposed to be so breathtaking <laughs> that it's going to be the proud, this ragtag collection of like uh, wannabes that a handful of them, that the Proud Boys, that, and this is going to the, the stopping a, a official proceeding. Hey, Steve, ask uh, the leaders of Black Lives Matter and Antifa um, if they're a bunch of ragtag little weasels. This thing they've kind of pulled left here. They expect Merrick Garland to move forward on that. Listen, let me be blunt with these folks. Donald Trump is running for president of the United States. He won it first time, and I was there. He won it the second time, and you guys stole it from him. He's running again, and I don't think that announcement is too far. That's what we put up yesterday. Please, everybody go to our Getter account, Draft Trump. 
He's going to announce, I think, in the not-too-distant future, he's running again. We're going to have a sweeping landslide. Look in California. Your days are numbered. Your days are numbered. Your days of having any real political power in this country, your days are numbered. And if you think that people are going to sit there, you're going to try to uh, stop Trump from running. Trump is not going to be stopped from running, and he's not going to be stopped from winning. And I understand The Atlantic Magazine and MSNBC and Media Matters and media. You can all pull your hair out and cry big tears. Oh, these are anti-democratic forces. No, we're going to do it at a thing called the ballot box, okay? Just like they recalled uh, your Wonder Boy yesterday, the devil spawn of the two domestic terrorists that killed blue-collar people back in the 70s, <laughs> these elitists that killed him, murdered him in cold blood. And then you have a guy who, as Rudy said, has blood in his hands for people murdered in San Francisco because this is what you guys do. You're trying to destroy our country, and we're not letting you, okay? People are risen up now. And it's not some collection of guys running around drinking beer. Oh, let's do this. If that's the best you've got, please, Julie, it's got to be more serious than that. Are you telling me you actually have heard from these people that that's what they're going to do? It's Donald Trump and the Proud Boys? That's it. That's what they're going to try to make the case. I like right, beer. that's what the New York Times uh, which reported yesterday, that the focus will be on the Proud Boys. You said sort of this ragtag group. But keep in mind, Steve, you have several Proud Boys who have been incarcerated for over a year awaiting trials that the DOJ continues to delay. The trials will be delayed again because of this new indictment, seditious conspiracy. These are men who did nothing violent on January 6th. The, the people who were violent on January 6th were the police who were there, D.C. Metro and Capitol Police, who were throwing uh, flashbangs and, and dousing protesters with tear gas and uh, using rubber bullets against them outside the building. Those were the violent people on January 6th. The Proud Boys, Joe Biggs and Ethan Nordine, and the other ones who have been incarcerated under pretrial detention orders, um, they did nothing violent. But it doesn't matter, Steve. You know this. None of this matters. Facts don't matter. They're going to lie tomorrow night that all these police officers were killed on January 6th. We're going to hear about Brian Sicknick again, who died of natural causes, nothing to do with January 6th. Uh, you're going to have you know, more testimony from police officers and clips about how traumatized they were. Uh, you'll have Liz Cheney talk about the Constitution. I guess you have to destroy the Constitution like Jamie Raskin is suggesting to protect the Constitution or, or something like that. It's all performance, but it does serve the purpose, as I said, to build up public justification to eventually bring charges against Donald Trump. And Steve, I see no reason why this D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office, Matthew Graves, um, a Biden campaign advisor, there's no reason for him not to bring charges against Donald Trump. They have gotten away with everything to this point. So what does he have to lose? What does he have to lose by at this point? Okay, go back and tell me the real story. Let's, since this is this is ridiculous. This is going to get no nobody is going to watch this in America. They're seeing their America agrees with us now. As we said, I get forty percent, forty four percent of people think he's illegitimate. Actually, Jamie Raskin agreed with Steve Bannon on TV the other night. They said, "Hey, even in eighteen sixty, they never agreed. They never said Lincoln was illegitimate. No, in fact, we had a civil war because that it was he was unfortunately, according to the South, he was legitimate with thirty eight percent of the vote. He was legitimate, or forty percent of the vote. He, this guy's illegitimate, and the people we're going to rub the nose of the country in his illegitimacy." You see in everything he touches, he has, this is, he's illegitimate. It's a regime. They run it like a regime. They think they're unaccountable and we're going to hold them accountable every day. And I don't care who doesn't like that. I don't care if uh, U.S. attorneys don't like it. I don't care if Jamie Raskin doesn't like it. I don't care if Benny Thompson doesn't like it. 
This is reality. We're winning. And I know it upsets you we're winning. But if you're going to sit there and spend an entire evening of prime time, NBC, CBS, ABC, if this is what you bought off on and you're putting it up there, hey, go with God. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you, people are going to be cutting on uh, the streaming services. You want to drive young people to the streaming services? Play Proud Boys and Trump. I'm bored already. I thought you were bringing heat. You got 10 months. You had every asset in the world. You got all, you got 10,000 witnesses. You got videotape. You got the guy in ABC. He's going to cut something sexy. I'm supposed to be on the edge of my seat. I got popcorn brew. What are you doing? You're going to br- what you're going to bring is his wrecked <laughs> proud boys and poor Trump. That's it. That's what I got. Are you kidding me? Don't insult me. Bring, give me, give me the goods. I got to say, show me the receipts. Show me the receipts. I want to see receipts. Get, let's tell about what really happened. Let's go back to Michigan and talk about what's really good and what we should see tomorrow night. The FBI, the federal agents, Nancy Pelosi, the video. I want to see right. if you give us the chance to make the 6th January, baby, I can have you on the edge of your seats. And I can have you spitting right. mad of what you haven't sure. seen and haven't heard. Julie Kelly. That's absolutely right. So you have to look no further than the Whitmer kidnapping hoax, which, by the way, the D.C. uh, FBI chief who authorized the arrest of Peter Navarro last week, uh, his name is Stephen D'Antuono. He was head of the Detroit FBI field office that oversaw this entire kidnapping hoax. As you know, in April, a Michigan uh, jury uh, found two men innocent of this charge uh, conspiring to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer because they had been entrapped by the FBI. Two other men are still in jail. DOJ, the jury had no verdict on those two men. DOJ is going to insanely pursue another prosecution of these two men, even though it was clearly laid out in the trial that it was totally concocted and executed by at least a dozen FBI undercover agents and informants not to mention all the other field offices across the country that were involved. I mean, this was a massive operation. And a jury in Michigan in April said, oh, no, 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 these men are innocent. You entrap them. We see right through it. This is the same guy now who uh, is the head of the FBI uh, field office in Washington, D.C. He was promoted right after the arrests were announced in October of 2020. So there is the direct connection. But here's the question, Steve. So, yes. Release the 14,000 hours of surveillance video that DOJ is keeping under seal. Release the Even video. protective orders for little clips used in court hearings. Release the 14,000 hours. Why is Nancy Pelosi's office, all of her records, her communications, her phone calls related to January 6th, why is she off limits? Will we see any communications between her office, Muriel Bowser's office? Those were the people responsible for securing the Capitol. Why didn't they? They were getting requests from the chief of the Capitol Police starting uh, days before January 6th. And Nancy Pelosi's sergeant-at-arms, Mitch McConnell's sergeant-at-arms, and the Capitol Police Board declined those requests even up to the af- that afternoon. The question is why? Why did they leave the Capitol intentionally unsecured? Will we see those communications? No. Did this committee even interview Chris Ray, the FBI director? We know that they've interviewed Ivanka Trump. You could interview Ivanka Trump, but not Christopher Wray. Find out exactly what the FBI knew 
uh, find out why there were at least 500 elite FBI agents at Quantico stationed there the weekend before that they were deployed to the Capitol, to the city early that morning. What were they doing? They certainly weren't identified as FBI. Um, so did the committee, did Liz Cheney and uh, all the former federal prosecutors interrogate Christopher Ray, wanting to know what the FBI did, who infiltrated these groups months ahead of time. <laughs> we know from reporting by the New York Times hang, that the hang, Cowboys hang, had hang, informants. Hang, hang, hang on one second. I want to pick right up that. Man, I thought we were going to see something tomorrow night. <laughs> Proud Boys and Donald Trump. Oh my <laughs> Proud God. Boys and Donald Trump. Bannon's, Bannon's laughing at what they're coming up with. Um, it's... Wait till you see how they present it. I can already see it. I, I can already tell you how they're going to present it. Um, and what's going to be interesting? Um, very interesting. I'm, I'm going to have to uh, keep the keep the make it so I can stream quickly if I need to. Uh, Rasta said, "Can someone uh, hack that shit or leak it from the inside?" You know what's scary is is Ray has um, got rogue rogue field FBI agents uh, running field offices that do whatever they want, and um, they don't seem to have control over the FBI. They seem to be running amok and doing whatever the hell they want. That's that shit should scare the hell out of everybody in this country. Oh man, let me say hello to you guys out there. We'll get to the second half here. Thanks for hanging out for the first half. Some good stuff out there with regards to January six. We got a couple other things we got to talk about today, and then we'll. Uh, yeah, yeah, just go ahead and hang out right there. That's that's a good spot. I know you guys can't hear that, but <sighs> Sean Joe, Warrior Mima dropping a ship on me. I really believe this is the year the Democrat Party will end. We are witnessing and watching, my friends, the systematic destruction of the Democrat Party. Power will be returned to the people. Yes, indeed. If you watch it from that angle, it's a fun thing to watch. Crystal Jane, Popcorn Q, Dr. Hoffman, thank you for being out there. Pelosi is behind all of it. Indeed, she is. Uh, Doug is my who cares news. Sean Joe again. Asquatch, Cozy Bear, tr uh, Patriot Tessa, Drunk Pinata, and Tack Two Sixty Four Thirty Six Forty Five Gold Pills today. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate appreciate all your guys' support. Much love and God bless you all. Let me check in with everyone over there on uh, on on Twitch. First time chatter. Here is my concern. The polling data came out from Biden this week. Historic lows for Biden across all demographics. If we recall Biden invoked the Lend-Lease Act in order to legally send money to Ukraine without officially declaring war on Russia, we did the same thing in World War II um, <clears throat> to send money to Britain before the Pearl Harbor. I fear we'll be, we will be at war with Russia by November. I see other, no other move than for the current regime. Um, the there's too much cooperation and um, uh, money involved with a war with Russia. But watch, you know, the Middle East. Watch Iran. I'm already seeing some interesting stuff happen out there with Iran today. Um, it would not surprise me if they if they do try to start some type of war, but it will be a proxy war of some kind, I believe. So. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm just keeping trying to stay positive with it and just say that that cooler heads will prevail and, and we won't fall into that. I'm, I, I kind of have a belief deep in me that that that's the truth. But uh, with the things that I'm seeing happen with Iran and North Korea, things like that, these are their spots where they can play and launder money for the purposes of war. So it wouldn't surprise me if they start to do a, do a taxpayer fundraiser with a war, so to speak. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I just try to stay as positive as possible and just let the events play themselves out as they may. So thanks for being here today, guys. Uh, first time chatter. Thanks for being here. Son as well. Uh, 
Sono, Son Sowell, excuse me, I apologize. I, I was trying to read out your name there. Thanks for the new follow, and thanks for being here with us today. Knowledgeable Cookies, Lori Glory, Becca50, and Cat Girl, the new followers over there on uh, Twitch. Thanks for being here today, guys. 44 subscribers, 1,208 some followers now. Thanks, guys. We appreciate the support of everyone over there on Twitch. Thanks for joining us here today. Over there on Rumble, a good crowd has worked their way in today as well. Hank, uh, Cindy, good to see you out there. Sorry, I should check my spelling before I trust Siri. <laughs> uh, throw away Siri. There's your first thing. DJ Camp. Hey, all. I'm here. Good to see you uh, as well. Uh, Hank Styley girls in the house as well. Too bad Fox won't interview MTG. Exactly. Uh, I, that's a great point. Imagine if they had MTG on right after the circus tonight, Styley girl. That would uh, that would be a great point, or at least just even just play her speech today. I, I mean, that's why we do it here because I know she's not going to get the play that she would get in other places. So um, the best we can do is, is is highlight it right and try to get as much out there as, as well. Denise is in the house. Much love from across the pond. I hope all is well, Denise. God bless you. And thanks to everyone else out there. The Lurkers on True Social and Cloud Hub and uh, Facebook as well. All the crowds out there. I appreciate you guys for hanging out with us here today. I, there's a few people over there, I think, watching on Telegram as well today. So much love to you guys. Thanks for hanging out today. We'll get, we'll get to the second half here pretty quickly. Uh, lots still to get to uh, in the news today. We'll, we'll check in on breaking news to, to today to see if there's anything happening before we close down the show today. So thanks for being here today on this Thursday. Tomorrow's your day. If you guys want to come hang out, uh, you can call in. Tell me why I got something wrong, debate t- t- topics, uh, bring topics to the fold that I may have missed that you find important. And so that's what the, tomorrow's for. If you want to come join us, you can call in tomorrow and hang out with us as well. Thanks for being here today, guys. TAC 264, they want a war for martial law before November. I see that moving too. If you heard me on uh, Red Pill, that I believe they want a civil war in this country. They want a war. They want that's That's their mindset. Um, in the guise of control is usually how that plays itself out. You know what I'm saying? So I think we're on the same page there as well. Red Hummingbird lurking and cooking again. It's Grouper tonight. Grouper sounds delicious, Red Hummingbird. Thanks for joining us here today. I uh, appreciate that very much. Much love. Uh, so, yes, I appreciate you guys, everyone out there. Uh, we got to talk about Justice Kavanaugh a little bit. So we're going we're gonna to switch gears to that. We got that in the second half. Um, uh, there's some news today on that front that we got to talk about. Uh, so we'll get to that. We're, we'll talk about what they are planning as far as the protesters with regards to Roe versus Wade. It seems as though we are getting close to a decision being made on that and being released to the public. So uh, all of that's ramping up as well. So we got that going on. A good guy with a gun saves a, a school today. That's in the news. And uh, let's see, there's a couple of other articles I have here, just kind of some random stuff. I'm just kind of looking through it to see what I got. Oh, I got Frank Frank Gaffney in the war room has got 13 minutes. I kind of wanted to see that too. Uh, Frank Gaffney and Naomi Wolf. Uh, I kind of wanted to watch that. If we can fit that in, we'll try to get that in there as well today. How fake is Twitter's data? We got a, uh, an article written today to talk about that as well. NIH, uh, people at the NIH, National Institute of Health, Hello, Leah. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, getting big bucks from secret royalty checks. As a probe has been revealed, uh, revealing that the NIH, NIH collusion. Geez, spit it out. That's out there today. So several other articles as well. So hopefully you guys will hang out for the second half. Got lots to, got lots to get to today. Starting with Justice Kavanaugh. So without further ado, let's kick off the second half. Uh, I do have the uh, Zoom room open in case I have a special guest that may join us today. I was hoping that she would call in today. We'll see. If not, I'll try to line that up for tomorrow. Let me um, let me just check my email and see if I got a reply. Probably not. 
Uh, probably went into her uh, junk drawer. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, Phantom F4, just a point of reference here. Sacramento news channels had no coverage of the elections Tuesday, except for the 2300 news. Zero. Wow. Go figure. I, that's the thing, too. There's a, there's so many people that just don't pay attention still. That's the scary part about this whole, you know, you, you think you're breaking through to the to the vast majority of the voting public, but we're not. That's the hard part. I, and that's part of what we're trying to accomplish here with, um, you know, getting the word out there in an alternate channel. So appreciate you guys for helping spread the word. Justice Kavanaugh, Becker News has a really good summary here in this article, so we'll, we'll give them a shout-out today. Uh, after Justice Kavanaugh is targeted in a murder plot, House Dems block more Supreme Court security, but we know that there's, there's things happening on that front, too. Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, long the target of the left-wing vitriol and the subject of vicious smears from the Democrat Party, came under attack on Wednesday. A 26-year-old armed man who was plotting to kill Kavanaugh was arrested outside of the Supreme Court Justice's home. The suspect, Nicholas John Roski, said that he was upset by the leaked draft of the majority Supreme Court opinion that would overturn Roe v.ersus Wade, thus drawing a clear red line in the Democrats' incendiary rhetoric about the upcoming opinion and what it would mean for the country. It would not. <laughs> it would not criminalize abortions. Jeez. The suspect was heavily armed and had an arsenal of weapons, including a handgun, tactical gear, a knife, and zip ties. Quote, I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind. Remember this from this scumbag I himself. Tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. That is a uh, senator of the United States threatening the Supreme Court justices. He should be arrested for incitement. Speaker Nancy Pelosi in May appeared on MSNBC hinting to radical protesters that they should mobilize public sentiment to influence the court. Listen to this scumbag in her own but words. This is, a, I think, a right now crisis for a lot of women in this country. What do we do for them right now? Yes, I think we have. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, we have to be uh, have a clarity in what this draft decision means, so that the final decision doesn't go that far. The Chief Justice has said this is this is authentic, but it is not final. I don't want to use the word authentic. It's real, but not final. So uh, again, the. Lincoln said public sentiment is everything. With it, you can yeah. accomplish almost anything. Without it, nothing. And women just have to weigh in. I don't yeah. think there's a good outcome here, but I think there's a better outcome than what we have seen in the first draft, which is radical. No, it's not radical. It's actually the rule of law, you freaking moron. No, Cackle, she's never sober. The Chief Justice has said this is this is authentic, but not final. I don't know what the word... Uh, I don't know if the word authentic is real, but not final. So again, I just quote what she says. Despite the Democrats being directly complicit in stoking outrage over the incoming Supreme Court decision, they blocked adding more security for Supreme Court justices late on Wednesday. Kevin McCarthy with this. Earlier today... A man was arrested for plotting to kill Justice Kavanaugh. Over a month ago, the Senate unanimously passed a bill to provide more security for Supreme Court justices and their family. But House Democrats have let that bill gather dust. This is the same parties whose heated rhetoric has encouraged political pressure 
on conservative justices. Former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said, I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about protests that have been peaceful to date. Peaceful. And we certainly do continue to encourage that outside judges' homes, and that's the President's position. And Majority Leader Schumer said, I want to tell you, Justice Kavanaugh and Justice Gorsuch, you have unleashed a whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hits you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Mr. Speaker, with words like that and threats like these, Congress cannot afford to wait. We have a duty to protect the court, the justices, and their families from political violence and intimidation. And we can meet that duty tonight before the House. Oh, Ben Q. Lurkin. <laughs> too much, too much vodka dissolves her polygrip. <laughs> adjourns by sending this bill to the president's desk. With that, Mr. Speaker, I ask unanimous consent to take from the speaker's table S-4160, the Supreme Court Police Parity Act, and ask for its immediate consideration in the House. Under the guidelines consistently issued by successive speakers, as recorded in Section 956 of the House Rules. So there you go. Uh, there's that. Um, <clears throat> however, Democrats did not allow the common sense measure to protect Supreme Court justices safely to pr proceed to a House floor vote. Um, so there you go. Um, God forbid you you know do something that makes any kind of sense in, in D.C. We don't do that anymore. Uh, the New York Times had this article, um, and I was thinking about reading it because – I want to see what they have to say. Sometimes you can get some nuggets out of these. You know what I'm saying? And I think um, I can't remember where I where I, where I saw somebody drop this. Was it Cat? Did you drop this um, inside the suitcase and backpack? The authorities later discovered a uh, black tactical chest rig, tactical knife, a pistol, magazines, ammunition, pepper spray, a hammer, screwdriver, a nail punch, a crowbar, a pistol light, and duct tape, in addition to other items, according to the affidavit. His plan was to break into the house, kill the justice, and then kill himself. Could have saved everybody. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to scan it real quick to see if there's anything interesting in this article. It doesn't look like looks like they're just doing their normal thing. All right. There's this, though. FBI raiding the house of the Simi Valley home. Simi, this guy lives in Cali. Of the man charged with attempted murder of the Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh today, there is this from CBS LA Time, LA and CBS in LA. Valley tonight, where federal agents raided the home of a man who allegedly plotted to murder a U.S. Supreme Court justice. The man was arrested outside Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home in Maryland. He actually turned himself in and admitted why he was there with a gun and more weapons. Tonight, KCAL9's Joy Benedict is live in Simi Valley. Turned himself in. Joy. Hmm. That's right, guys. Certainly a very active scene and an active search out here in this community in Simi Valley. If you take a look across the street, you see not only the local police department, but also the FBI, which is inside this home, surfing a search warrant by a federal judge, a family home that they say belongs to the man accused of attempted murder of a Supreme Court judge. 
this quaint no, as they said, he turned himself in, was right? far from silent tonight after the FBI busted into the home of a young man arrested for attempted murder of a U.S. Supreme Court judge. Shocked that it was right here and uh, a nice family, good neighbors. It's kind of just a surprise more than anything. This is the family home of Nicholas John Roski, a 26-year-old arrested in Maryland early Wednesday morning near the home of Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Threats of violence and actual violence against the justices, of course, strike at the heart of our democracy. CBS News obtained this the This really seems like a freaking setup, doesn't it? Roski I hate to, I hate to go the there with this stuff, to break but into the justice's home. he called 911 on himself? He took a cab to Kavanaugh's house with a backpack full of weapons, but then walked down the street and called 911 for help. According to the FBI affidavit, he said he planned to kill Kavanaugh and then kill himself. Roski's grandfather spoke briefly with CBS News outside the Simi Valley home, seemingly unaware yet of the arrest. When you hear that he's potentially, you know, threatened a Supreme Court justice enough to be arrested, what does that add character for him? Of course, yes, extremely, yeah. It's a good thing. Excuse me, I don't know Court documents state that Roski was upset about the leak of a recent <laughs> Supreme Court draft decision to possibly this seems like a setup, dude. Wade and was concerned that Kavanaugh would vote to overturn gun laws. Back in Simi Valley, FBI agents went door to door asking questions. But as more information came out about the arrest, these neighbors say they're thankful that things ended peacefully. Luckily, he did that 9-11 call and, he, and they got him and he's Nobody was hurt. And they hope more who struggle with thoughts of violence will also find help. It's a scary it's time. It's very, very suspicious, dude. The way that the media is pushing this. I'm with you, cat girl. Something's amok with this. This guy seems like this was a setup and watches this guy just disappears off the landscape. Suddenly, poof, gone. Um, I don't know. Very suspicious. I agree with you, cat girl. Something, something smells weird with that. Uh, we'll see what happens with this guy. Uh, MK altered. It could be sounding more and more like a setup. Yeah, it does sound. It does sound a lot like a setup. The way the media spins things, you know what I'm saying? That's why I don't mind spending the time. Doing, I realize, <laughs> like, is this MSDNC? It might as well be, but you can learn a lot by hearing them. You know what I'm saying? All right, let me keep it moving today. I have this from Police Frequency today. I wanted to see what this was. Um, a significant arrest, they are calling it, from El Paso sector at the border. If you guys have seen, uh, this this uh, Telegram channel has been doing a great job of kind of highlighting the, some of the issues at the border. If you see something, say something. Uh, kudos to the Saleta, Yesleta, Saleta, I don't know, station agents for following up on a tip of criminal organizations holding migrants in a local hotel room, agents discovered 16 migrants, one legal permanent resident who was admitted to being involved in human smuggling. So there you go. That is a uh, very interesting coming to us from there. And then we have uh, the queen of Holy Rosary Catholic church in Hoyston, Texas, completely destroyed by fire today. This is also uh, in the breaking news of uh, police frequency. So, you know, you never know. I'm not going to make any assumptions that, that, that it's, it's an attack, but in the current environment we're living oh in, uh, that's the first thing I think of uh, in a situation like that. So everyone say a prayer, please, for calm in this world that we live in today. All right, keeping it moving. 
Here is a summary from uh, Epoch Times. Jackson Elliott highlighted in Zero Hedge today. Activists plan to block entrances and shut down the Supreme Court to prevent expected Roe versus Wade ruling. This is what I need to know. What are they planning on doing here and when? Protest, organize, protest organizing group shut down D.C. Plans to block access to the Supreme Court in Washington on June 13th. So they obviously have an inside into when we might hear something. So it makes this makes me think that we may not hear anything. I was thinking we might hear something Friday or Sunday night. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, Friday seemed to be a time when we might hear something for something like this. But also Supreme Court rulings seem to come out on Mondays and Tuesdays. So they're planning 13th, right? Is that what I said? Um yeah, June 13th, and June 13th is Monday. So it does seem like we're getting close, and the fact that they're planning this on Monday seems to me that we may hear something early next week. So we'll see. The Epoch Times, the group announced that it was planned to seal off all three entrances to the court so justices wouldn't be able to get in, they don't know about the tunnels, and announce on a, a decision that might overturn Roe versus Wade. So maybe they will release it Friday, you know, just, just to get it out early. We'll see. Goal is to create a decision dilemma presenting the court, Congress, and law enforcement and the political leaders that oversee them with three unacceptable to them options. A video slide made by the activist reads. So here is uh, the slide here. An online meeting by shutdown DC activist plans to blockade the entrances. Um, so there you go. Uh, that was This was on May 24th when they had this meeting. The group's presentation says it would either stop Supreme Court justices from entering the court, quote, continue to escalate the crisis in democracy by making police remove the demonstrators by force or make the government implement its demands. The protests are in response to the leaked Supreme Court Dobbs versus Jackson draft opinion that suggests the court may overturn Roe versus Wade. This new opinion could allow states to make their own laws on abortion and fix a longstanding unconstitutional statute that is Roe versus Wade. The leaked opinion sparked the mire of many for weeks protesters have demonstrated outside the supreme court then protesters changed tactic tactics activist group ruth sent to us published the home addresses of the supreme court justices and asking people to protest there many walked by the homes of six conservative justices yelling obscenities at them and their families protesters in, in shutdown dc uh, protesters in the shutdown DC meeting also suggested that their actions might not be constitutionally protected. Quote, we may talk about some action ideas that stretch the bounds of constitutionality protected speech, unquote, said one activist on the video call. Another activist advised protesters to be careful in what they said. Quote, there can be people on any big call who might not have great intentions. So if there is something that you might not want to see on Fox News or Uncensored Abe, you might want to shut your mouth. <laughs> Too late. I have it. And I'm talking about it right now. And I'm going to share this far and wide to everybody I can find. So have a nice day. The planned protest next week will continue the escalation by opponents to the change in Roe versus Wade. If the online planning meeting attendance was any indication, at least 60 people will take part in the court blockade. Activists at online meetings suggest ways to block the courts from three entrances. These include mass sit-ins, big art and lockdown, a dance party and a people's assembly in the street and a rally. Votes in the group, uh, votes in the group suggest that the most preferred conducted a sit-in. 
On May 31st, shutdown D.C. confirmed that it had planned to blockade the streets around the Supreme Court to rise up for transformative change that our communities need, you freaking useful idiot moron. Do me a favor, grab this, send it out there far and wide, get it to your local uh, sheriffs. I don't know. <laughs> because if they're doing it in D.C., it's also probably going to be planned in, in other places, excuse me, around the country as well for this weekend and for next week. So keep an eye out for that. Let me know if you guys hear anything from other activist groups out there. If you hear more planning and stuff like that, let's get that exposed out there throughout our channels. Much love, guys. Thanks for being here today. Marauder said Chris is uh, out there hanging out as well. Thanks, Beachside's out there as well. Alita said it's definitely a setup. I think you're right. It's just, to me, my bullshit detector is going off when I see, when I hear that article. So, or when I watch them uh, do that presentation, you know what I'm saying? So I'm with you on that, um, on that uh, Supreme Court justice thing. It's somebody trying to send a message, right? And create a narrative. And whenever you see that uh, happen in the media, it usually is pretty obvious, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? So thanks for being here today. Much love, Alita. Uh, let's see. What's going on over here on Twitch? Kumia Buttercup. More likely, they would post a shooter among the security. They took a, they took out Scalia in the middle of the night. In media, in the media, did the spin. Yeah, no one talks about Scalia, right? And how uh, they already did kill a Supreme Court justice and one of the best originalist Supreme Court justices in America's history. Uh, but no one's going to really talk about that. Delta Dave, sheriff in Texas, is asking for volunteers to discuss fighting the tyrannical government. Militia starting to get tired of the death jab and grooming of children. Interesting. Delta Dave, thanks for being here today. I appreciate that. WEF says they will have the population cut down by 50% by 2023. They're working on it, aren't they? The Plural Laura, much love. Good to see you out there. Thanks for hanging out today. Uh, appreciate you guys all out there. Mountain Lace said blocking the Supreme Court. If they tried this, they would get they would arrest everyone. <laughs> yes, indeed. Rant for you, Leoworth. I appreciate you. You know how those things happen. They're just organic. So I think I got something that might trigger me in the news today. We'll see. <laughs> uh, I've been working very hard to stay more centered in my analysis. But uh, yes, the good, the good days of the old rants. I uh, miss them as well. Thanks for being here today. Much love. All right, let's keep it moving today. Uh, I think I did kind of talk about this, but I have an article up with this as well from Police Frequency with regards to that church uh uh, that burned down today. The Queen of Holy Rosary Catholic Church catches fire in Hoyston, Texas. Uh, Fayetteville County Sheriff's Department said the FM 236 was shut down due to the fire. Uh, so there's that. Uh, let me see if there's just anything else in here with regards to that announcement. No, there's nothing really in there. Just wanted to make sure I got that reported today. So there's that. Um, coming to us from... Uh, WBRC in Alabama. Many of you have already seen this, but a man is dead following an officer-involved shooting outside of Gadsden Elementary School. Uh, how long is this report? For Minute us. 41. Let me see what they have to say. With some developing news in Etowah County where a police incident is happening near Walnut Elementary School. Bria Jack has uh, arrived on the scene and joins us now. Bria, what do you know? Yeah, Sheldon, this is still a big crime scene and it is very active. I've seen the Gaston Police Department, the crime scene unit and officers with the Etowah County Sheriff's Office. Now, alerts started to roll in this morning around 10 a.m. from the Gaston Etowah County Emergency Management Officials Office saying to avoid the area near Walnut Park Elementary School. Children were inside for a summer program and we were told that it was placed on a, they were placed on a brief lockdown, but all of the children here are safe. Now, they do not, they have not specified what type of incident this is, but I was told 
told this does involve the Gadsden Police Department and the Etowah County Sheriff's Office is assisting them on this scene. And we've also been told the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency is headed here to help continue this investigation. Now, we have not heard from any officials on the scene. We do know that children here at Walnut Park were transferred by buses to Gadsden City High School where their parents are set to come pick them up and they will have to show their ID, you know, to get the child to get their children. But like I said, so far, we do not know any information about what happened here this morning. It started all, like I said, a big book, right? You don't know anything. So thanks for the report. The, the, what happened was what happened was is a uh, school resource officer found somebody who tried to break into the school and they shot him. So good guy with a gun is the story of the of the day. Of course, they didn't report. It. I don't even know why I wasted my time playing their report. There you go. Mountain Lace said, uh, thank you for the cookie, said, uh, we must show them is getting kind of rough to watch. Mountain Lace, I'm with you. Stay strong in the faith. It's probably going to get worse. I, I hate to say it. Um, the world that we're living in is going to be... It's going to be tough for a while, so stay strong in the faith and stay strong in your in your local communities and and come in here and hang out with us any chance you need. Uh, much love to you. Thanks for being here today. Um, oh, this is kind of out of place, but I wanted to make sure this got covered today. This was supposed to be with part of the January sixth in the first half. A key congressman who investigated January sixth evidence. Trump is not to blame for the violence. Gee, imagine that. <laughs> Rodney Davis is the ranking member and said. There is there's a unique voice on the Capitol riot for two reasons. Trump has a, endorsed his opponent in the upcoming GOP primary, and Davis survived a prior act of violence targeting lawmakers when a deranged gunman opened fire during a congressional baseball game in 2017. He says this, look, I will tell you, I don't think we're in a better security posture than we were leading up to January 6th, Davis told Just the News, not noise television show reacting to the report on Tuesday night that the Capitol police had identified 53 intelligence and security failures in a secret report after the January 6th riot quote I think that's a direct failure of Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats not addressing some of the security failures that happened that day do I feel protected on campus I do the Capitol police are brave men and women they saved my life on a baseball field almost five years ago and the lives of men of so many of my colleagues they're my heroes for doing that but they were put in a terrible position because of politics and because of optics and that was done by the person who controls the security apparatus of the Capitol and that is Nancy Pelosi so there you go uh, that wraps up the the, the the first half of the show that was supposed to be over there but there you go out of place a little bit but still important to cover Daily Mail has this former Amazon worker accused of stealing personal information of more than 100 million Capital One customers goes on trial for one of the largest data breaches in US history Paige Thompson is on trial for stealing data from 100 million Capital One users. Prosecutors say she wanted to commit identity theft and profit from the breach. The defense uh, alleges she was trying to expose vulnerabilities in the bank system. Thompson faces 10 counts of computer fraud, wire fraud, and identity theft. She pleaded not guilty on the charges, and if convicted, could face a sentence of up to 30 years in prison. This person, by the way, Paige Thompson, is involved in much more than just the Capital One breach, and it is interesting to see that trial go play itself out. Where's Anonymous when you need to hear them? You know what I'm saying? How you guys feeling now, Mr. Smartasses? Uh, do you guys mind if I play this? I only have about three or four more articles left, uh, and this is about 15 minutes, and I I realize some of you aren't a fan of Frank Gaffney and have done some digs into him. I have always greatly respected Frank's 
uh, perspective on things. So if you don't mind, 13 minutes from Naomi Wolf and Frank Gaffney. I need to hear this for uh, some perspective. Thank you. Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot buy one, get one free in sheets, in towels, in pillows. Yeah, make sure you check that out. Use discount code A. Standard operating. If you're kitted out here at the Breitbart Embassy and in the war room, (laughs) you've got the slippers. Okay. MyPillow.com promo code war room. Frank Abe, that's Gaffney. Abe. Use Abe. Uh, we have found uh, traitors in our midst. Uh, there are um, at the White House. Tell us what's going on there and how they're working with Larry Fink to stab us in the back. Well, just to calibrate, Steve, of course, Larry Fink is the CEO of BlackRock, which is the largest investment house, I think, in the world, uh, $10 trillion under management. He is also um, the most powerful, least accountable, and I think therefore the most dangerous man in America. His ambitions to mutate our capital markets so that they're uh, woke, as they say, the whole ESG agenda is, is bad enough. Worse is that despite the manifest hypocrisy of that, uh, he's very keen to have investors put money, in fact, triple the amount of money that they put into communist China, which is not very good on either environment, social or governance issues. Last time I checked, this is made more worrisome because what Fink was able to do at the outset of the Biden administration was salt its personnel with BlackRock associated, uh, you know, individuals, Um, the deputy secretary of the treasury, a fellow by the name of uh, Wally Adiemo, and uh, the director of the National Economic Council, a guy by the name of Brian Deese, are both former senior BlackRock guys, and they, let's face it, I think are working for Larry. And what they've done most recently, Steve, which is really alarming, is not only turn a blind eye to the idea of putting the investments of America's servicemen and women and their civilian counterparts in the federal government workforce through the thrift savings plan into companies tied to the Chinese Communist Party, in fact, including to the People's Liberation Army. They are also, we just learned, I think yesterday, um, now mutating beyond recognition a an executive order that the president signed back, I believe it was in June of last year, that we thought at the time was remarkably robust. Uh, We actually commended them for doing it. It was more or less of a piece with what Donald Trump had done. But now we've discovered that through a sleight of hand, which if you can believe it, is uh, frequently asked questions. These uh, BlackRock you know, uh, folks have helped Larry Fink essentially dispense with prohibitions on putting money into China, um, whether it's from, you know, the thrift savings plan participants or more generally. And this is really worrying because I I think you're absolutely right, Steve. This is uh, enemy within uh, territory. And the effect of it is making our enemy much, much more dangerous. 
you're putting on, we've got to bounce, but you're putting on seminars. I want to go through all the webinars that people can go for free because they love this. I think we're going to do another special this Saturday because this Taiwan thing is too big. Um, right. And I'll reach out to the other friend. But I want to get the webinars, and I want to know where people can go get more information. we got to get all this Fink thing has got to stop. It's got to stop. We have to stop Amen. it. Cortez saying it's got to be broken up, but this guy's too powerful, too irresponsible, and it's unacceptable that folks' money is going in. It's bad enough that they're an existential threat. It's, 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 it is absurd that we're financing the existential threat. That's got to stop, and we're going to stop exactly. it. So right. give me the webinars. Give me, give me the site. Give me all of it. We're doing one tomorrow at 1 p.m. That's part of our ongoing weekly series at the Committee on the Present Danger China. Uh, you can register for it at presentdangerchina.org, 1 to about 2.30, I think, where we'll be talking about elite capture. Uh, Larry Fink, Joe Biden, and others uh, who are essentially now running dogs of the Chinese Communist Party. Um, that's tomorrow. On Monday of next week, we're going to do an update on something we talked about uh, recently, Steve, which I think with your help got a lot of people's attention, what we're calling the digital gulag. And that's a, yeah. our Stop Vaccine Passports Task Force at the Committee on the Present Danger China. People can uh, register for that at um, stopvaxpassports.org. It's 4.30 to roughly 5.30, yeah. 6 o'clock or so well, on Monday of next week. And it'll be a very powerful program about the World Health Organization, well, about what happened uh, at Davos and yeah. how it's further compounding the danger we're facing in these regards. Perfect. We're going to get those, Captain Bannon, get those all up on the different sites. Um, it's perfect. We, we segue right into to Naomi. But Frank, I'll, I'll talk to you after this. I want to have somebody to tee up this. Uh, I want everybody, don't waste your time on the, I know you're not anyway, on the, on the, on the fiasco 6th January. That's a waste of time. Take that time and go to 1 o'clock free and go to the webinar on leak capture. You'll understand why our nation's in this, in this jam. You'll understand. Indeed. The city of these trapped that. The elites are making more money on the decline of America than they made on the way up because they sold us out to the Chinese Communist Party. Frank, thank you very much. We'll get it all up, and we'll see you tomorrow. My pleasure. Thank you, Steve. Steve, on fire now on it here. Let me hear Naomi's part of this, too. uh, The new federal state of China, the whistleblower movement, uh, the rule of law society, the rule of law foundation, the committee on the present danger. Got a lot of things going on. Going to have Dave Penn here in the morning, one of the precinct trades. Let's get to Naomi Wolf. Naomi, a perfect segue to you, since you were the first one to kind of warn us about the hill to die on was about these digital passports. More breaking news. One thing I don't understand, how can, is the Moderna's, they're still going to like give a third shot or third booster to babies? What is going on here? I thought we shut this down. Uh, well, we, we haven't shut it down yet. Um, I checked with our lawyer um, or our lawyer's sort of commando, who's Leslie Mnuchin, who's um, overseeing the efforts of Scott Street and John Howard, um, these very distinguished lawyers to to sue uh, Pfizer for the harms that the volunteers have found in these documents. Very interesting that uh, that Steve Bannon is making sure to highlight Larry Fink because that guy he, they're absolutely right. That guy is is as actively working for the destruction of America along with Soros and many others, and that's why we're going through this right now. All right, let me keep it moving here today. About 20 minutes left. Lenzap, several of you guys out there. I see a great crowd out there today. Thanks for joining us here today. Much love to you guys. Let's keep it moving here. Last uh, 20 minutes or so left of the show. If you missed the first half, check it out if you get time. The fa- How fake is Twitter's user data? Anybody ever wondered that? <laughs> I wondered it too because we know, 
I mean, just intuitively, right? We, you know, that it is just full of garbage bots. And I was, I was ripping on myself the other day. You know what I'm saying? That uh, <laughs> I'm like, how many, how many of you out there raise your hand if you've uh, argued with a bot for like a half hour on on Twitter and then realized it was a freaking bot? You know what I'm saying? Uh, it is just full of them, and they kind of used it as as an artificial intelligence tool, and that's why we talked about Elon being important with this because Elon realizes that if you want to uh, get the full potential of artificial intelligence. You have to live in a free and open society. Over the last few weeks, the perception has grown that Elon Musk will not be the emancipator of Twitter, freeing it from its freeing it finally from its mysterious algorithms that throttle, block, and ban perfectly wonderful accounts slowly based on the political vendetta of employees and management. I'm not even going to try going back to Twitter anymore. Screw them. Much love, Deplora Lord. Thank you very much for the phone. I appreciate your kind words. God bless you. It's said that his he has cold feet, and if Elon's demand for better data is purely a cover for emotional doubt, that's simply not true. What he has in, intuited that Twitter underreports the sheer fake accounts and bot armies that use its platform could, in fact, become another scandal for our age. <laughs> Twitter says it's only 5%. Elon has crowdsourced the question and suspects it's closer to 20% of the users on Twitter are bots. The truth is out there, but Twitter is not forthcoming. Why might this be? Here is where we get to the core of the issue. The reach data provided by these companies, this pertains to not only to Twitter, but to hundreds of thousands of sites form the basis of its pricing structure for advertisers and therefore drive the fundamentals of the business model. According to Washington Post, Twitter executives have agreed to deliver the fire hose of their data to, to Musk, a service that is already provided to several clients. Of course, what we do not know is how accurate that fire hose is. The business model is that these companies sell your content which you provide because you want your views known to advertisers so that they can sell to you. Advertisers are charged for access to your brain based on the overall estimate of how many users on the platform and how broad is the reach. Accuracy is of huge importance here. But accuracy is not exactly defined the way these companies have long operated. The data are subject to manipulation in the extreme. For example, Twitter has proven to be absolutely awful at policing the number of fake accounts that pretend to be some famous person or with large followers. One might suspect that getting rid of such accounts should be part of Twitter's main focus. I've dealt with it for years and spent far too much time getting rid of them. Who has such time? It's ridiculous. But have a look at this problem, which has been going on for many weeks now. Brownstone's Martin Kaldorf has a famous Twitter account, but I can easily search his name, which turns up many fake accounts. Notice the, diff the slightly different spellings. This isn't rocket science. Does Twitter do anything about it? Not in many weeks. If this is any indication of the underlying realities, Twitter has a very big problem. Instead of focusing its energies on censoring good accounts, it might have applied its energies to solving a problem that affects 
all users, and yet there is more at stake. Consider that a, a Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has initiated an investigation into Twitter. If the company has com- falsely reported its real user base, that stands in violation of the tr- Texas Deceptive Trade Practices Act. <laughs> Paxton has given the company until June 27th to produce evidence of how it calculates the numbers it has routinely touted to advertisers. We'll see. It will probably end up in court. <laughs> Ah, Jack, you were warned. Twitter's reluctance to comply with Elon's demand and and seemingly lack of transparency here is hardly unusual in this industry. It affects the whole of the digital world. The data is easily manipulated. Users are not necessarily users. People have learned to game the system to manufacture influence. Companies count uh, companies count as a user people who have created accounts and forgotten about them and have not logged in for years. I've been working hard recently to clean up my accounts out there and discovered for myself just how tricky this can be. I once thought Snapchat would be a good thing, so I got an account. Don't judge me. Then it bored me. I found the app the other day and decided to de- delete my account. After 30 minutes of trying, having completely forgotten my logins and so on, and then searching forever for a way out, I finally gave up. Yes, I could have solved the issue, but doing it is too arduous. Same goes probably for a dozen other or two uh, such accounts. Meanwhile, I'm sure these companies list me as a user. In other words, it's a racket. Years ago, I had begun to watch the behavior of a certain media team that was using YouTube, and I noticed that there was something not quite right about the wild claims they were making. One day, I did a deep drill a deep drill down into this alleged traffic, it turned out that 95% reviews of only a few seconds and most of those came from strange and far-flung places in the world. It turned out that the production company was paying pennies on views that were not actual views. But to know that, you have to look very carefully at and very deeply. It's there but, but buried. The problem is systematic and gigantic. Facebook faced a similar problem. The overcharges in this realm are legion. Uh, The ability to generate fake users, views, and traffic is rather easy to achieve. It proves too tempting for these outlets and for the CIA, especially because investors and advertisers are so easily bamboozled. I've long been on the admin side and seen these realities, and they are nothing like what these companies report. If Elon can manage to get to the bottom of this, he will have had an amazing impact on the whole social media industry. Even if he never becomes the owner of Twitter, he will force new levels of transparency and truth. There could be huge scandals lurking out there, not only on Twitter and YouTube, but also Facebook, TikTok, and many more. These revelations could prompt yet another deep correction in company valuations. Plan for that if you're invested in these companies, because that is definitely coming. The way that the government and its cooperative, that is the New World Order, has used these companies to manipulate data and information and views is something of... um, a mass psychosis. There is a larger point here. Think about the use of the energies of these companies. They have their staff working long hours with deep focus to find reasons to ban anyone with right of center views. They have deleted thousands and even millions of legitimate accounts of people who have said truthful things, all at the behest of their government masters. Bans continue unabated daily and hourly. And while they have been doing this, they have allowed bot armies to run uncontrolled in ways that radically diminish user experience. In other 
other words, they are not doing their actual jobs and instead are using the platform to push an agenda. This is obviously unsustainable, and these are the times of truth. It's all going to come out. These are the days of the great reckoning. What is happening to Twitter now is happening to the entire economic environment. A new poll reveals a dramatic loss in economic optimism. A Wall Street Journal poll says that 83% of those surveyed rate the economy as not good or poor. The dissatisfaction is intensifying. And the crash is coming. Frothy social media companies, platforms that won big from lockdowns that they pushed and championed on behalf of governments around the world, could see a serious cleaning of their clocks in this environment. With or without Elon's proposed takeover of Twitter, the privileged censors who have relied on inflated numbers for years are not going to fare well. Some fire today uh, by Jeffrey Tucker in the Epoch Times and some emphasis by Tyler Durden over at Zero Hedge. Great article today that I'm glad to bring you guys some perspective on. I think that's exactly where we're going with this. So there you go. What do we got? Ten minutes left. All right. I got three articles, four articles left. Plus, we got to check in with FCCED and the Department of Justice. So let's go. Oh, man. I just accidentally closed that window. Uh, history. Recently closed. Yes, that would be great. And that would be the one. What we learned about. Okay. What we learned about the unvaccinated. Oh, this is an article that... Um, Tracy Beans and several others uh, highlighted today. Just think of all the money that will come back into America when we take this shit down. <laughs> it's going to happen. I mean, it's it, how can it not, right? In this world, it, how can it not? If we are to survive, it has to. All right, let's keep it moving today. Top people at the NIH getting big bucks from secret royalty checks. Probe reveals this is from Mark Tapscott. In the Epoch Times uh, yesterday, I wanted to make sure this got highlighted for you guys. If you missed this, recipients of secret royalty payments who hold key roles at the National Institutes for Health have been revealed by nonprofit government watchdogs. Open the books. Through the Federal Freedom of Information Act, Open the Books has discovered that payments totaling more than $134 million were paid to more than 1,600 NIH executives, scientists, researchers, and outside firms thought to be primarily from the pharmaceutical industry between 2010 and 2014. The matter was first reported by the Epoch Times in May. Based on the numbers for that period, OTB projects that about $350 million in such royalty payments were made to outside payers by outside payers to the NIH employees between 2010 and 2020. One recipient is NIH Distinguished Investor, Dr. Ira Paston. Paston is 91 years old and began his career at the National Institutes for Health in 1959 as President Dwight D. Eisenhower was nearing the end of eight years in the Oval Office. He received 250 royalty payments from firms outside of the NIH during the years between 2010 and 2014, according to information obtained recently by Open the Books. Patson, who works for the NIH's National Cancer Institute and makes sure that the pharmaceutical industry makes money off of cancer patients instead of, of uh, curing them, was paid $300,000 $300, last year by the, the National Institute's Cancer Laboratories to make sure that he you know, covers up the right data and uh, plays the game in the right way. You know what I'm saying? The NIH only turned over the information sought by OTB via a FOIA request after the federal court was filed. The agency still hasn't disclosed the amount each individual royalty payment, the identity of the payers, or the nature of the work involved. Nonetheless, do me a favor, diggers. <laughs> Spread this one far and wide. There is a smoking gun here 
that is going to be massive going forward. And I look forward to following this story going into the future because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, that story is going to be massive moving forward. All right. My throat is is hanging in there today while I have a couple more to go. All right. Uh, Tracy Beans highlighted this article. I wanted to leave this for you guys. What we learned from hating the unvaccinated. Hmm, It's a fairly quick read. I got seven minutes. Let me see if I can fit that one in. European gas soars after that U.S. uh, LNG terminal explosion halts exports for weeks. Now, we talked about this yesterday, and there was very little information out there about it. The link is behind a, uh, a subscribe wall. Is it? Um, which that is, that is the, which link is that? That is, where'd it go? How fake? No, it's this one. Okay. Let me fix that for you. Uh, that is one definitely worth archiving. <laughs> let me get an archive link for that for you guys. And, uh, uh, it's already been saved. So here we go. Here's the archive link. Look at the board of directors and the spouses. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Thank you for uh, catching that. I, w- I've, I forgot that I uh, I decided to get Epoch Times because, so I can bring you those articles because those some of those articles are really, really good. Uh, can't really go into overtime today. Uh, the wife is off today, and I'm going to go spend some time with her. So appreciate you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Lots more to talk about tomorrow. So hopefully you guys will come hang out with me. Tomorrow's the, the Patriot call-in roundtable. So if you guys want to come hang out, please feel free to. Now, we did talk about this LNG explosion. Now they're saying that that uh, exports from that facility are going to be uh, stopped for weeks. There's no way this is an accident. This, the news is fake. The war is definitely real. This is definitely an attack on our LNG infrastructure. I don't know how to describe it yet, but there, where there's smoke, there's definitely fire here. If if gas exports are going to be halted for a couple weeks, there's this is definitely sabotage. So just wanted to highlight that for you guys out there today. That came out uh, earlier today as well. Norm McDonald outsmarts the woke, packs his routine with trans jokes, but refuses to release until after his death. <laughs> I'm going to save this one. For tomorrow, we're going to have a little fun with Norm McDonald's uh, uh, trans stuff tomorrow. So with that plan for a little bit of fun tomorrow with that uh, coming to, to, to us from uh, the National Pulse and Natalie Winters, the FDA sued over hiding records from Moderna COVID-19 vaccine re- uh, approval. Really? Very interesting. Defending the Republic of Texas-based nonprofit filed a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit against the Food and Drug Administration for refusing to turn over records related to the approval of Moderna's COVID-19 vaccines. This is going to also be very interesting. I will also keep an eye on that to see what happens there. Let's check in with FCCED today to see if there's anything happening over in that realm and then also finish off the show with the Department of Just Us today. Uh, We left off, let's see... Uh, with FCCD, we left off uh, ex-governor arrested over an accountant general's $80 billion Ni- Naira probe. Uh, yeah, that Nigeria probe is still go- going on out there. That's a giant uh, scandal. Uh, we'll see what happens on that. Let's check in here. Ex-Illinois House leader, a royal sentence for bribery scheme. We did cover that, and the rest are all nothing really new over there. We've covered all of those already, so nothing new at FCCED today, so we'll f- wrap up the show today. With checking in with the Department of Justice and their press releases and see if we can find anything that's interesting. 
Westlake Chemical Corporation subsidiaries are going to reduce harmful air pollution at the three U.S. chemical facilities. Yes, got to have that. Man convicted of $4.1 million COVID-19 relief fraud. They were warned. Mississippi tax preparer pleads guilty to helping clients file false tax returns. Commercial flooring contractor and its former president plead guilty to antitrust charges. Interesting. Uh, four former prison officials sentenced for smuggling contraband to federal inmates. <laughs> hmm. Uh, why do they get picked? Isn't that the norm? Isn't that the norm in our world these days? Detroit tax repair pleads guilty to filing false uh, false uh, return scheme. Justice Department announces investigation of Louisiana State Police. Huh. Opened a pattern or practice investigation into the Louisiana State Police. This civil investigation will assess whether Louisiana State Police uses excessive force and whether it's engaging in racially discriminatory policing. Oh, there you go. Um, the feds is cracking down on actual policing. You know, that's what that is. New Jersey business owner admits to defrauding over 75 victims of $2.7 million in a nationwide scheme to sell pesticides and, uh, and approved to kill coronavirus. Huh. There's that. Uh, Las Vegas tax preparer pleads guilty to identify identity theft and money laundering. And we left off yesterday with a Justice Department suing the uh, to shut down a Miami return preparers that is all i got for you today in a quick two hours thanks for hanging out with me today today guys um tomorrow don't forget uh patriot roundtable if you want to call in and hang out we'll do a normal show like usual but it's more kind of a chill session and a hangout session so if you want to come hang out tomorrow please do thank you to everyone over there at the foxhole.f for all the gold pills today 5145 today you guys have been very supportive this week i cannot do this without you thank you guys very much you're one of my faves, Abe. Great job reporting as always, says the Plural Lord. Thank you for the kind words. Tennessee Tim, Mountain Lace, TAC 264. All you guys out there, the scratch-off has already been released. Warrior Mima and everybody, thank you for all of your support. I can't do without you, and I really greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Let me say goodbye and, and have a great evening to all you guys over there. Great Patriots over there on Rumble as well. Thanks, guys, for hitting the plus button, and thanks for hanging out today. If you haven't subscribed, why not? Thanks for hanging out. Much love, Thank and uh, you guys have a great evening. Over there on Twitch, a great crowd today as well. Thank you guys for hanging out today. I hope you guys have a great evening. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. Have a great evening and I'll see you guys tomorrow. God bless you all. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.